Welcome to another episode of the Unqualified Huddle with Shamil, myself, Simon, and Shan. Week six is all done. We talked about it. It was good times. We're now on to week seven. Going to talk about the games that are coming up this weekend. Going to review what we think, give our game picks, talk about how I'm now in the lead of this uh, little competition between us all after Shannon's very gracious comments the last few weeks. How are you boys doing though? How's things, Shan? Shan, how are you doing? Besides those slip-ups and the picks, I'm very well. We've got <laughs> another great slate of games and I'm already starting to think, you know, it's not that long before we're in, in Thanksgiving mode. And then after that, you have the playoffs, and then it'll be an off-season, and I'm trying not to think of that too much. I'm still riding off the Jags' first win of the season, and we're on a bye, so I'm going to ride that win all the way through to next week, where we'd probably lose to Geno Smith and the Seahawks. So I'm happy. I'm I'm feeling energetic. I'm looking for a slate of games where I don't have to get worried and anxious. Yeah, you, you better savour that win, because it potentially is going to be the last win of the season for you. <laughs> Don't give know. me that. We've got the New York Jets coming up sometime this season. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what we're going to talk about today, uh, we're just going to go over uh, coaches that got a goal. So coaches that we, we think gotta go. need to get out of their clubs um, so help them progress, become better than what they are, and potentially you know make the playoffs get Super Bowl. Who's got to go? What coaches aren't doing it for them? And then following that, we'll go over our game picks for the week uh, and just talk about the games. So let's go. Uh, Sham, who's got a goal? Joe Judge and the new of the New York Giants. I think I didn't like his practices where he made players do sprints around the field so many times. He made coaches do it. I think it's outdated. I think you've got to be a player's coach for the most part. His personality is too strong, where he just is too up and down for me. And usually he just doesn't have that positive vibe or energetic vibe. I think the Giants are getting slaughtered week in, week out. It doesn't help the drafting so badly on the O-line. and on They just look unstable on defense. They got trounced by the Rams. They got trounced by the Cowboys. They've got beat by the Falcons, the football team, and the Broncos. He... he he is a guy who, again, another Bill Belichick disciple who's failed, quite simply. People like him maybe in the media. He's only been there a short amount of time as a head coach. But I think he, the New York Giants will clean house completely in the offseason, and they should. Is he liked in the media, though? Because from what my understanding is, whenever when I hear people talk about Joe Jones, no, no one's really saying how much they like this guy. They, they, they all talk about how he's quite harsh on his players. He's very much the hard man coach and like you say this doesn't this approach isn't really one that's working in the nfl anymore you don't see many coaches like him uh, and there's probably a reason for that maybe this might have worked in the 80s but i i don't see it working now yes yeah, he's a bit of a dinosaur um the only hype i see around him is just people trying to have something talk uh, positive to talk about regarding the giants because america wants the giants to succeed um I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of him. I agree he's got to go. But they've not had really successful drafts, have they? Um, and it, for me, it comes down to, and I've talked it talked about this weeks ago, is taking Saquon Barkley one year, great luxury player, one of my favourite players to watch. But then you wait another year and you take Daniel Jones. That's not really worked out. 
Yeah, and Daniel Jones will also follow him out the door, I feel, and should follow him out the door. This New York Giants team is going to be on another full rebuild. And John Mara, who was once classed as a great owner, then is <clears throat> leads up this taunting rule, um, has made some bad, bad decisions for head coaches and GMs. The Giants aren't a franchise that they once were. No, absolutely not. It'd be interesting to see at the end of the year. You know, they did have a good end of the year last year. Like the end of the 2020 season, they did come up strong and their defense did look good. So, you know, potentially, do you think like another strong finish to the year is going to save Joe Judge for another year? Or do you reckon, and that's enough in, in New York, do you reckon it will be the time that they get rid of him? I think they'll get rid of him. I don't think they're, I think because their GM's out, they've been with Dave Gettleman for a while and has flunked every single time in the first round. Um, most notably, um, you know, Andrew Thomas hasn't been as good as some of the other tackles. The quarterback stinks. They're not going to just keep the GM and uh, replace the GM and keep the head coach. I think they are gone. They're all gone. And and this ain't a fairy tale. This isn't Cinderella. This is the NFL. I very much doubt he's going to turn this team around. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Shan, going forward, who who do you think's got to go? He, this guy's been on my on my uh, dartboard, posted on the bullseye the whole year, and it's Urban Meyer. Coming off, you know, an unlikely Jacksonville victory, they've matched their win total from last year. He's still got to go. He's still not the man to coach Trevor into his his prime. I don't believe. I think he's a progress stopper, and just like Joe Judge, I think he's a dinosaur. Some of the things you heard players saying in private that he never had much respect to begin with. And now, you know, two weeks ago, staying in town when your team has lost and they're flown back on the plane and then getting videoed in a club or bar or wherever it was, the man's married. He's religious. And it's just not a good look. Yes, if he keeps winning, I think people will, you know, sweep it under the rug. But it won't be long before. Well, for Jacksonville, it'll probably be this week where they lose another game. Um, and I think all of that will come back. Uh, Gruden will new, Gruden's news will be out of the window and Urban Meyer, again, will be public enemy number one. And in my opinion, rightly so. So my my uh, issue with uh, Meyer is, you know, I think that you've got to have a bit of leniency with him being a college guy. But what I can't forgive is the way that he's managing uh, to coordinate games um, because from what I've been hearing is he's not really having a hand in any of that he's not coordinating games he's not he's not really getting involved with that he's leaving it to his coordinators and leaving it to uh, other people being more of a hands-off like head coach manager sort of type which isn't what you need to do in the NFL you need to get in the trenches because at the end of the day the the wins and losses count this is this is your job well let, let's go to our resident Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> expert here and get his take on things. And, can and about can I can I say one thing before Sham defends, like his life depends on it? Yeah, please um, go ahead. <laughs> I will just say that I think he's passing the buck. Um, you look at obviously I'm a Cardinals fan. We have a college head coach who's this season his his seems seems to be proving his doubts wrong. But Cliff Kingsby always one thing I'll give credit for him. Um, he always holds his hands up. He always holds himself accountable. Urban Meyer, he's been throwing Bevel under the bus. And he, he even throws his franchise quarterback under the bus, saying that he's not comfortable uh, with a quarterback sneak. When Trevor, 
when speaking in the conference says that he's just fine. So uh, this just not a good luck and and I'll, Sham, good luck defending this. Well, on that point, Daryl Bevel had his press conference this week and said he's not comfortable running the quarterback sneak. So it's more the coaches. Um, but I agree completely. He isn't the answer in Jacksonville long term, but there's too much invested. The Jags are investing in a brand new practice facility because of him. He asked for it to take the job. He's got a long contract. He's got the biggest staff in the NFL. The, the Jags have courted him for a long time, apparently, as well. He had an offer from the Cowboys, apparently, a couple of years ago that he turned down. I think both sides have invested too much for him to be one and done. Um, and I agree with Simon's take that is too hands off. I think in the NFL, you need to be hands on. It's not college where all you can do is recruit and let everyone do the rest because your job is to recruit and you're going to win with five star recruits all the time. Although I give him credit for this past week where he, you know, confirmed with the Trevor Lawrence to get that slider play in instead of going for a Hail Mary to beat the uh, Dolphins. I do think he is in the long term answer, but I think you do too much damage if you get rid of him, which means you get rid of the staff, which means Trevor Lawrence has two coordinators in the first two years. I just don't think that's a good thing for a development of any quarterback in the league. I don't think he's one and done. I might, I think in two years time, he might be done, but I don't, I, I think there's too much invested right now, especially with a new four, well, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars are spending on the new facility. I'm glad you're, you're trying to stick up for your guy, Sam, showing your true loyalties there as a fan. Um, just quickly, though, because uh, I'm, I'm wary of time, uh, I'm just going to get in another name who I think has got to go, uh, which is Kyle Shanahan for the 49ers. Uh, it you? might be a bit... Yeah, it, it, people might think this is a bit controversial because what really annoys me about Shanahan is everyone talks him up and they're like, oh, Shanahan's amazing. He's just these really good schemes. Kind of like how they talk about Sean McVay. They're very much like, oh, he's, he's such a like genius when it comes to like uh, offensive plays and doing all this side of things and he is like in, in Atlanta when he was back when he was Matt Ryan's coordinator before he got the San Francisco job he was really good took him to a Super Bowl you know Matt Ryan's had some of his best years of his career with um, Shanahan being the offensive coordinator but being a head coach isn't just about running an offense being a head coach you've got to manage the rest of the team you've got to manage your roster you've got to manage your injuries you've got to manage your game plans for the day and Shanahan hasn't done that in the whole time he's been at San Francisco. With the roster and talent that they've had, they should have won a Super Bowl in this time frame. They went to a Super Bowl and they got blown out, but they should have won. They should have won something. In in this time frame, with that group of players that he had, it's it's just disappointing for me that he, he's in this situation because he's got he's got a similar record to Matt Nagy. And everyone throws Matt Nagy under the bus. But but as the times that a head coach, though, they've got the same record. So, what? How can we throw Matt Nagy under a bus, but then give Shanahan a free pass? Like, how does that work? 49ers could do with uh, a new head coach coming in and just trying to steady the ship a bit with regards to like players recruiting, picking the right draft picks, all of that. They just need a better hand for it. What's your guys' take? I think he hit the nail on the head. People will question you here, but I completely agree. 
This is his fifth season as the 49ers head coach. He's had a lot of control. And if you listen to the media, you'll think he's one of the best coaches with one of the best winning records. He's had one winning season in his five years. He has a lot of roster control. He's came to that decision to trade away DeForest Buckner a couple of years ago to the Colts. That's really backfired and looks bad. His records per season, 6-10, and 4-12, and 3-13, which is his only winning season, 6-10. and 10. Currently is 2-3. and three. What's he doing? I feel like he's one of those coaches who thinks he's better than he actually is. And I think the media reflects him to be better than he actually is. He needs to be under more pressure. They're right now in third in the NFC West. He's been there for a while. Cliff Kingsbury's come, developed a quarterback, and the, the Cardinals are undefeated. This guy's been there for a while. He's in San Francisco where a lot of players would want to play, yet he can't get anything done. He sh- if he has another losing season, they should be firing him. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to go this year. Uh, but I, I agree that there needs to be a bit more pressure on him. I don't know how you can defend Maya st- staying because of Trevor Lawrence and and think that a new coordinator, I mean, a head coach change would be good for Trey Lance. I think by virtue of drafting Trey Lance and him only being shown in spurts, I think he's earned himself a bit of leeway. But after next year, you you would think that they need to make a run in the playoffs. So you give him six years to deliver one winning season, potentially. That's my issue. It's not as so you want to fire him this year. You want to fire him this year. I, I get it from Trey Lance's point of view, but he's had five years. But it, like Shan, like Shanda said to you, Sham, it's the same argument for Trevor Lawrence as it is for Trey Lance. You it is. Want... I get it's bad for the quarterback. I get it but, is bad and, for and the quarterback. And for what they've invested in him, because they traded up to get Lance. They whichever way you look at it. Whichever way you look at it, Kyle Shanahan is more credible than Urban Meyer as well. Urban Meyer's first year, and I agree he's got to go as well, but it won't be this year. This is his fifth year. If he delivers another losing season, I agree he won't get fired because they've invested too much in Trey Lance and they can't ruin him by getting rid of Shanahan. Maybe that was tactical by the 49ers to draft a quarterback this year to keep their jobs. I don't know, but we we could talk about this all all night, but we've got got to move on, I'm afraid. Because we've got to get through our draft picks and I've got to go get some dinner. <laughs> I am hungry, boy. <laughs> priorities. Um, yeah, got to get my priorities straight. So let's uh, let's go. Let's talk about these uh, these games for week seven. Um, it's an exciting slate of games. Again, it normally is. Some games seem like a bit of a dud, but overall, I think with the games that we've got, it all it's still looking good. Starting with tonight's game because, uh, well, this will be last night's game by the time I get this podcast out. But starting with the Denver Broncos and the, the Cleveland Browns, this is a, a more exciting matchup. And I think this is mainly because of, <laughs> I don't know who the Browns are going to be playing. <laughs> That's why it's exciting for me. I don't know what players are going to be playing. Um, Shamil, give me your take. I've got to go Broncos. There's just too many injuries on the Browns' front. We did a poll on Twitter this week. And let's say it was so lopsided. Over 70% of votes went to the Broncos. That injury list for the Browns was so big. Not they're without Chubb, without Hunt, without Mayfield. Yeah, too much stacked against a good Broncos team whose only weakness is their quarterback. Usually when, when teams get pummeled, you would like to see some fight after, you know, Browns just got demolished by Arizona. But with Baker Mayfield being ruled out for the game, you guys know my thoughts on Teddy. I think he's more than serviceable for this Broncos team. Sham might disagree. Uh, but I think this Broncos team is well-rounded. And I trust Teddy to manage the ship as much as 
needed against this banged up Browns team. Yeah, I am. Um, I I completely agree with what both of you just said about this. Um, which is I've also gone with Denver for this game. Um, all right. So moving forward, we've got the the Washington football team are going to be playing the Green Bay Packers this week. Uh, Shan, who's your take? Green Bay's gonna own Washington this week. Um, I, I love that fire from Aaron Rodgers. I think this Washington team. There there are reports that Fitzpatrick could be back. Um, but I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. What I've seen from Heineke hasn't really sold me on him. Um, the Washington defense, of all things, has been a bit of a letdown. And I think Aaron Rodgers at home against Washington, I'm taking it. This is going to be so lopsided. Packers would just dismantle that Washington defense, which has looked atrocious. And I don't believe in Taylor Heineke. You can't overcome that defense of theirs. No, I, I, I completely agree. Um, I, what this season has done for me is Taylor Heineke, great story, poor player. So, yeah, Green Bay's my pick as well. Uh, okay, moving forward, we've got uh, the Panthers are going to be playing the Giants. Um, I think this is a perfect bounce-back game for Carolina. Um, they've obviously they've, they've had a, a three-game skid now where they've, they've just lost. Um They've they've been close in games, but they've not managed to get over the hump. I think they've been dealing with a couple of like injuries, and uh, obviously not having Christian McCaffrey is, is a big hurt for them. But this Giants team is is looking poor, um, and I think this Carolina defense is going to feast on that poor looking offense of the Giants. So yeah, Carolina's my pick for this game. We've seen uh, Sam Donald become his. his you know, become Jets' Sam Darnold the last two weeks. Uh, and Matt Rule coming out and saying that they need to run the ball more. Basically, stop Sam Darnold from throwing it as much as possible. And I think that would that works against this Giants team who, who probably won't, uh, you know, put a 40-burger on, on the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers are a better team, so I'm going with them. I'm going for a surprise result here. I'm going for the Giants. Sam Darnold has sucked just just a little less maybe than uh, Danny Dimes. But I'm going to go for the Giants. I think they pull out a sort of surprising win. Um, even though they've got Saquon injured, Evan Ingram's being booed a lot. I'm just going for a weird score here. I'm just saying this is one of my weirdest picks of the week. And I'm just sure. going to say the Giants make a surprise. What's that? We know you're behind on on the head-to-head scoring. You don't need to go this road this early in the season. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this, this, this is ludicrous. This is lunacy. This is literally throwing darts at a board at this point in time. Like, going, I need something. This is this isn't going to work. But anyway, that's your pick. That's what you want to go with. That's down. That's fine. Moving forward, we've got the Atlanta Falcons playing the Miami Dolphins. Chanel, what's your thoughts? This is a sneaky good and terrible game at the same time. Uh, two teams who aren't, haven't been convincing, but maybe two evenly matched teams. Um, for me, I'm picking Atlanta. There's some bad juju going on in Miami after that terrible loss to Jacksonville. Um, I trust Atlanta coming off the spy to get it done. I, I agree with you. Um, mainly the bad juju in Miami. I don't know what's going on there because they had so much potential at the start of the year, but now they, they just look bad. And I think this Atlanta team, they, they went to London, they got a win, that's going to uh, buoy them up, and they've coming off a bye. I reckon Falcons have got this game. Yeah, I'm going Falcons as well. Um, they've beat the Giants. They've beat the Jets. I, I think they can win this game as well. So I think Miami are just 
too bad and they're going down where I think the Falcons are slowly going to improve as the season goes along. Cool. Uh, so next we've got the Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Baltimore Ravens. Shamil, what's your thoughts? I was umming and ahhing on this game because I just love how Joe Burrow is playing this year. I think that's been made clear in the other podcasters we've had uh, this year. But I can't, I, I just can't pick against the Baltimore Ravens right now. They'll beat you one way or another. So I'm going for the Ravens win. And I think the Bengals are improving. But I think the Ravens are just really, really hot right now. So I, I, I have a similar theory to this in, in that the Ravens will find a way to beat you. Um, I like this Bengals team this year. I think they are improving and they are showing that they are better than what people gave them credit for. I don't think there's enough to get past the Baltimore in this game, the way that Baltimore's been playing recently, especially after that last last week's match against the Chargers where they demolished them. So they're coming in with momentum, so Baltimore's my pick. I'm going to go with the Bengals. This might be partly because I want them to win because they play really exciting football. Um, but I think this Bengals team on their day can match up to more or less any team in the NFL. When they, they took Green Bay to over, overtime, they nearly won that game. Um, I can see them getting a win here against Baltimore, so I'm going to pick the Bengals. All right, moving forward, we've got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs with uh, an odd-looking Patrick Mahomes at the minute versus um, a Tennessee Titans that are, are sneakily on a bit of a winning tear off the backs of uh, Derek Henry. It does feel a bit like Derek Henry is like the horse and the rest of the team are in a chariot being pulled along by him. But um, for this game, I've, I've gone with Tennessee having the upset win and I call it an Oof. upset win because I, I, you just don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But they they scout the, the Buffalo on Monday um, and I reckon they're going to they're gonna scout Kansas as well. I think they're sneakily on an upward trend at the minute. So yeah, Tennessee is my pick in this game. I don't hate you for that, Simon. I think they're really, really hot right now. But I just don't think that they'll be able to pull another win off like that. They're on a high. I think they'll come a bit crashing down, even though I don't have any hope in the Chiefs' defence. I think Patrick Mahomes has had a poorer year compared to usual, but I think he just pulls it out this week. This is 50-50 to me. I was going to pick Tennessee, and the champs just picked Kansas City, and I'm actually thinking... Maybe maybe they can just get right. They weren't convincing on offense against this mediocre Washington defense. But maybe Tennessee, you know, the emotion of, of their victory last week will bring them back down to earth. So I'm going to pick Kansas City. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. And now a bit of a snooze of a game. Um, the New York Jets versus the New England Patriots. Sham, what, what's your thoughts on this one? Patriots and let's just move on. <laughs> I think the Jets are probably bottom two teams right now in the NFL. They just struggle to score. They're not going to score much against Bill Belichick. Yeah, can can we just give these teams uh, another bye week so no one has to watch them? Uh, but I'm going to pick Patriots. It's Bill Belichick, better coach team, so I'm picking them. Yeah, make that make that three of us uh, for the Patriots then, uh, and let's just move on with our lives. <laughs> The Philadelphia Eagles versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Shan, what's what's your thoughts on this one? Again, I'm not really that enthused by this matchup because Philadelphia has been spicy at times. Vegas definitely have been spicy at times. Uh, I'm going to pick Vegas in this. They're four and two right now. Um, I think they're you know 
fancying themselves in this division. And I can see them uh, beating this Philadelphia Eagles team who, who doesn't really know what it wants to do. Yeah, I, I sort of don't agree that like they're not exciting because I actually find Las Vegas Raiders quite exciting. Uh, I think they've been quite an exciting team all year. Um, and they're, they're my pick for this game because this Philadelphia team, they look okay, but they're, they're dealing with injuries and I don't know how much they trust their, their quarterback at the minute. Well, they don't trust their running backs, that's for sure. But give me the Raiders. It's got to be the Raiders. They are exciting. Max Crosby playing really well. And if you heard Josh Jacobs speak this week, he's saying getting rid of John Gruden has basically brought a calmness to the sideline. And they had a tre- yeah, and they had a tremendous performance against the Broncos last week. They were very good. They were very good. We we all turned around and said, oh, losing Gruden is going to be quite detrimental to them. And look, they did the exact opposite. Yeah, and I think they've made an improvement. So, yeah, give me the Raiders. They're, they're looking really good. Okay, moving forward, we've got um, the Detroit Lions, um, whose trade I'm no longer <laughs> on, and the, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, there's not a lot to say about this. It's the Matthew Stafford revenge game. Don't forget gonna... it's a Jared Goff revenge game. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, I did completely forget about that. It's also the Jared Goff revenge game. And wasn't there a defensive end, a defensive lineman that went with Jared Goff to the Lions as well? Brockers or something. Did he get traders to the Lions as well? I don't know. He wasn't the main piece. I don't even think he was traded to them, was he? But uh, it doesn't matter. It's a quarterback well, league. Let's just skip it. Michael Brockers, <laughs> though, is a good player. But... Well, anyway, yeah, long story short, uh, Rams are my pick. Yeah, they're, they're going to smash Detroit any which way they want. I think, um, unfortunately for Detroit Lions fans, I think Dan Campbell's going to be crying again after the game. Lions will get hum- pummeled once more. Okay, so moving forward, uh, you've got Texans versus the Arizona Cardinals. Chanel, your team, what you got? Maybe, maybe Arizona's just a bit better. As JJ Watt was saying over the week. And the fact is, this Arizona team, people have been making excuses of not picking them. You guys picked Cleveland last week. The media haven't haven't been giving them enough respect. Even if they, they're, they're not as good as people think that I'm picking them any day over Houston. But I actually think they are the best team in the NFL right now. And I don't think I'm going to pick against them anytime soon. Yeah, you can't pick against the Cardinals right now. No chance. Um, Cardinals just look too good. They'll get their coaching staff back. Um, but yeah, Houston just look worse and worse as the week goes on. They are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. They're just a bit better. <laughs> well, it, it's that JJ, JJ Watt revenge game, uh, which I'm excited for. But and DeAndre anyway, Hopkins. He's already had his revenge game, didn't he? Didn't he play <laughs> last year? I don't know. There's always time for more revenge games <laughs> against the Houston team. Well, Jack and no, Houston, David, David probably... Johnson. David all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, forget about the revenge case. I hope Jack used to be praying really hard. Well, he is probably crying in a closet somewhere with the anticipation of this matchup. But anyway, moving forward, we've got um, the Sh- Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Sham, give us your thoughts then. Well, it's Tom Brady. How can I pick Tom Brady? How can I pick against Tom Brady? against Justin Fields. I think the Bears are obviously dealing with their injuries with David Montgomery. They've also lost, uh, well, Williams, Khalil Herbert's the guy. 
but uh, yeah, it's the Buccaneers all day long. I'm picking the Bucks. This is Bruce Arians, Matt Nagy. That's all that there is to it. And and Tom Brady and whoever you want to put in the Bears backfield, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with this. I mean, the, the Bucks defence um, is starting to look a bit shaky still, but yeah, it's it's the Bears versus That's- Tom Brady. Especially with Richard Sherman going down with a hamstring injury again. Uh, or again, but with a hamstring injury. So it's a loss, but, you know, it's, it's the taking a break because it's the best. You never know. Um, all right, going forward again, we've got the, the Indianapolis Colts versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Shan, why don't you give us your take on this one? <laughs> Two teams of, who are, you know, kind of disappointing. Two and four for the Colts, two and three for the 49ers. I'm going to pick 49ers just because I don't rate Carson Wentz at all. No matter what he does, I don't think I'll ever rate him back to, to how he was when he was the in the MVP consideration. Um, I'm picking 49ers. I don't know how you could hate Carson Wentz this season. He's having a tremendous year. No matter how much you hate him, or sometimes rightfully so, he's his own, you know, he is his own issue sometimes. But he's having a really, really good game. He's uh, thrown a lot of touchdowns. I think he's nine touchdowns, one interception. He's having a sneaky, sneaky good year. They've had a lot of injuries at receiver, uh, but they're running the tails of Jonathan Taylor. Um, you you can't pick against these Colts right now, I don't think. And it's a DeForest Buckner revenge game. <laughs> Another revenge game. But um, on that note, I'm, I'm just agreeing with uh, Shamil here. Um, I don't think you can pick against this Colts team, um, especially against this... Um, the the two-win Colts team. The two-win Colts team, yeah. I, but you've got to look at they're, they're getting the players back from injury now. They're starting to gel a bit more. T.Y. Hilton's back. That's huge for them. That's a, that's a big add for their receiving core. And Jonathan Taylor's playing lights out, in my opinion. He's having a great... He had a great game last week. I reckon it'll continue this week. Uh, so, yeah, Colts are my pick for this game. Uh, and then finishing off the week, uh, we've got Monday Night Football. My boys, the New Orleans Saints versus uh, the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. Uh, for this, uh, I'm, I'm going with the Saints. We're coming off a bye week. We're potentially getting a bit healthier on defence, hopefully getting a bit healthier on offence. This Seahawks team looked bad when Russell Wilson was at the home. Um, the helm, sorry, that was... I don't know what I've said then. Uh, but with Geno Smith at the helm, um, I I just don't think they're they're gonna they're gonna play well. But who knows? Because it's outside, we don't play well outside and it's in Seattle. Give um, me the Saints. Give me the Saints. Uh I don't trust the Seahawks for obvious reasons. They can't play defense really well. They've got Geno Smith at offense. And I really, really, really don't want to see Russell Wilson warm up. Um, before the game and do it for the cameras. Uh, it's Russell Wilson is annoying me, but I've got to go Saints. There might not be a player I hate more in the NFL than James Winston, and it pains yeah. me. It pains re- me to think... put some respect on his name. It, it pains me to think that James is going to be in W's to, uh, this weekend, but I'm going to pick the Saints because. Uh, without Russell Wilson, the Seahawks don't really have anything, to be frank. That's all, right. all there is to it. And, and that sort of rounds us up for the week. That's all the games. Uh, we're locked in with our picks. Um, all I can say is thanks for listening. And Sham, why don't you take us out?
Yeah, so we're now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as all other good podcasting services. So give us that five-star review if you can. Follow us on Twitter at T-U-H underscore podcast and send in your questions there or email us on the unqualified huddle at outlook.com. Thanks for listening. Join us again for the next episode. Peace. Peace.